Welcome to the Save Girl Podcast. This is your host, Saj, with my co-host, Christy. Join us as we tackle the unspoken, the taboo, and the tough conversations for the modern Christian woman. What's up, what's up, what's up, Save Girl? It is time for another episode of the Save Girl Podcast. You know who it is. It's me and Christy coming in hot this week with a topic that I feel is super relatable. Who does not want to have this conversation? And if you pretend like you don't want to have this conversation, you're lying to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But why is living godly so freaking hard? Why is it so hard? That is what we're covering today. We're going to talk about the real and raw truth regarding living for God, the woes of giving things up for your flesh sake, for your success in Christianity and this walk, and just discussing all of the caveats of living for Christ. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about Oh, let me, let's put the drum roll. Drum roll, please. We start with boy toys. Oh my goodness. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> boy toys. Mm-hmm. There was a day, there was a day when I was a boy toy master, okay? I knew how to work the system. I knew how to have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all in order. And it it was just a way of life. And I think that when we walk into Christ, leaving that mindset is harder than we think. Yes, it is. Because I think when you do the switch to godliness and, and sanctification, your flesh is still asking for it. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And and then you have all these random numbers being like, hey, what's up? How are you doing, sexy? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> How you doing, sexy? <laughs> Why is that always the line? <laughs> what's up, sexy? No, don't call me sexy. But there was a time when calling me sexy was what I wanted. And I think what you're what you're touching on right away, Christy, which is what I wanted to touch on too, which is awesome, is the fact that we get so addicted to that validation from these men. And that's what's hard to let go. Yes, because if you think that this is how I feel good, this is how I'm valued, then when that's gone, you're empty and you don't know what to do. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was like withdrawal from coffee and all that type of stuff that I had to (laughs) kick off. (laughs) you start getting the shakes right oh my gosh I can't function without this I can't feel good without that and that's what it becomes it really becomes that drug that addiction that self-satisfaction that we end up depending on and until we learn to receive that through Christ and what his word says we feel like you said empty Yes. And it's such a scary feeling. That's why I kept doing it for a while, even though I was like, Lord, I'm going to serve you, but I'm going to keep texting so-and-so on the side, that type of deal. And mm-hmm. that half-stepping. And then the Lord confronted me being like, we can't do a little bit of what they say in the Bible, a little bit of yeast levels the whole, the whole so, thing. Yes. So he was like, I, I want flatbread. I did not ask for a whole loaf. Wow. That's so good. And that 
sidestepping, half-stepping, trying to get a little bit of God, but get a little bit of boy toy and a little bit of validation through Christ and then a little validation through people. And you end up being lukewarm because every time you get on fire for God, you douse that fire with the world and it just becomes lukewarm over and over again. And this vicious cycle happens. And I've noticed too that when I'm mentoring women, who are leaving that behind, mm. it is, it's like I'm playing tug of war with the devil and I can feel him pulling back. And unfortunately, I have lost some of those tug of wars. I know that was just a battle. It wasn't the war, but I know that I just couldn't convince them to try Jesus more than the consistency of those boy toys. Yeah, and I get that because I remember being on both sides of being admonished to leave that behind. Because I had so many good friends in my life who were like, girl, just leave it, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just stop texting. Mm-hmm. Stop texting. Get off the dating apps. This is not working out for you. All of that. But I was like, but I can change him. And that's the thing. That's the addiction. I can change him. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. As if we're God. You're not God, girl. Whoever he is when you met him is who he's going to be unless the Lord changes him. That's it. That's it. But you said a curse word, Christy. You said dating apps. That is boy (laughs) toy heaven. (laughs) Yes. If you are on a dating app right now and you think you're going to find a man who has surrendered to Christ, I just, I personally, and I said what I said, I don't think it's possible. That's just my opinion. Ooh, and I could, be, I could be dragged and people's opinions, but I personally don't feel like that's where it's at. Okay, so let's unpack this because I've heard both sides and I've had both sides. So let us unpack this. Why are let's, you so staunchly against dating apps? I'm so staunchly against dating apps because of a couple of reasons. I'm a firm believer that arranged marriage is the best marriage. And I'm not talking about the Eastern arranged marriage thing with different religions. I'm talking about arranged by God. When Mm. I allow God to set up my marriage in the timing and the space and in the way that he sees fit, then it is guaranteed to last. But if I'm trying to play God saying, who am I going to pick today? Who is going to be the lucky guy who gets to spend the afternoon with Saj? I am saying, you know what? I can do the picking. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm not a better picker than God. Sis, if you a better picker than God, if you listen in and you're like, oh no, I know what I like. Jesus think he know what I like, but I really know what I like. Then you go ahead, girl, and do you. But for as for me, in my house, as the Bible says, we're going to wait on Jesus. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord. And we're going to wait on him. And I just, I feel like dating apps, other than that reason, they also make my sisters, God's daughters, these beautiful, lovely women of God vulnerable. They leave you exposed. And these men that are on the apps, I'm sorry. It's not even about you, sis. These men are on the prowl. They give me like devour vibes, like seeking whom he can devour. That's what I get from men on the dating apps. And I don't want to date a guy who's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I I don't think that's at all cool. And it actually leaves a lot of women hurt, feeling used, feeling lied to, feeling like they're dating someone who 
they're not and feeling like they're the only woman and they're not. So those are my arguments and I rest my case. <laughs> I feel you on that one because I've tried so many dating apps uh, when I was more worldly and I remember it being like this ego fest where it's whose ego is bigger, how can I show off or act like some peacock that is, look at me. Now, I know there's some people who have been matched up on dating apps who have had success. Mind you, there are those, I believe God can use anything. If he can use a donkey to speak to his prophets, he can use anything. However, yes. is that the overall consensus that all donkeys need to talk so that you listen? No, it's not. It's yes. And I agree. Like to see what... Scott's going to bring this time. I, I left that behind because it, it doesn't help you. All you get is like, hey, babies and blah, blah, blah. Or you get some good conversation in the beginning. But then they, they do the patent switch. And I was like, come on, son. My dad taught me the game. I, I know what it is. And that's the part that for me, I haven't experienced. I have never been on the dating apps, but it's almost worse to witness your sister go through it because then you want to help her. You want to be there for her and help the heartbreak and there's nothing you can do about it. So I feel like that's why I even feel more strongly, not even because I experienced it, because I've seen my sisters get hurt on places I like that. And to me, it's, ooh, God is not up in this. Like a lot of these people need Jesus, even the <laughs> Christian ones. It's they're yes. claiming God is all up in here, but I have not seen God. And if you're... Uh, Man, I could say a million things about this, but even some of the Christian dating apps, when um, you read their profiles, I was with one of my sisters when she was making her. See, I wasn't always against it, y'all. I was like, oh, put yourself out there. See what you can find. Let's do this. And it was then that I learned the truth. And sometimes you mm -hmm. don't learn the truth until you see it for yourself. But some of these men, when they were talking about spirituality, it was like the bare minimum. I believe in God. Like, I don't care about I believe in God. That is not enough for me to know that you have relationship with Christ. The dollar bill yeah. says in God we trust. But America is on its own journey. You know what I mean? So just mm -hmm. to say that you believe in God is not enough for me to feel safe and secure and that you're going to love me how Christ loved the church. That's just not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. And mind you, Satan also believes in God, but he's not a Christian. You better break it down. Hey, I got to say it. That's one of my favorite things that I've learned lately that I was like, oh, but I believe in God. And then I remember my parents reminded me, yeah, but Satan believes in God and that doesn't make him a Christian. That just means him, makes him a very good shapeshifter. Wow. You know, what I've on these dating apps that are Christian are shapeshifters who talk a good game, but they deceive you and they play to your weaknesses and they exploit them. And there's a scripture in, in the Bible about that. In the last days, there's going to be men yes. that prey on weak-willed women. And then, and, and he called us weak-willed. And I was like, ooh, that's harsh. But now I understand <laughs> mm -hmm. that he was saying that we're vulnerable. And especially when we want to be married and when we want to have partnership in our life and kids, the family, the whole shebang, that we are extra vulnerable out there in these streets. My dad was telling me yesterday, he said, you have to be careful because these men are predators out there. I'm not saying that they're not, there's no good men out there. That's not what we're saying. 
we're saying there's good men out there. We're just saying that there's a very limited amount on dating apps. And there's this scientific proof for that because they, you can Google all this research about dating apps, why it's so hard to find a, a decent person on a dating app because the algorithms are rigged. The algorithm is saying. rigged. That's a whole sermon, okay? The mm -hmm. algorithm is rigged. You're trying to do good. Meanwhile, it's fixed. There's no mm -hmm. way you're going to beat it. You're not beating it. And that fact alone should put a lot of women on guard. And as you were talking too, I was just thinking in my mind where dating apps have progressed to. And I believe that there was a time when it was level playing field. There was a time yeah, was. when you could find love on a dating app because of the way the world is going and how people are using technology to hurt people to harm people. And it's become more and more popular to catfish and swindle and use and hook up. It's no longer, oh, I'm looking for a long-term marriage. No, I'm looking for the next six hours to hook up. And it's not just men, it's women too. So brothers look out too, because there's women who literally just want to hook up. So I just think where it has gone in the last four or five years has really put it in a position of danger versus helpful. Yeah, I, I believe that. And there's so many tactics of a dating app to that. Why would they let you find the love of your life like off the bat? Because that, that wouldn't earn them a, a lot of money. But I said it. So they so milk it so that you keep swiping back and forth and whatever and spend much more money so that it's, it's all about the money anyway. It's all about the money. <laughs> yeah, yes. follow the money. And then you'll see that why would they let you find love like immediately if they can milk you out for four, five, six, seven months? And then you, you might meet someone that you might consider for a date, not even a soulmate, but a date. Keyword might, you might meet someone. And like you said, why? Their industry is keeping you single. Hey, so, wow. We see this in all different industries. They're not going to give you the cure to your problem if they make money off of your problem. We see that in the health industry, pharmaceutical industry. Why not the dating industry? Why would wow. I help you become unsingle if I need your money and I only can get it when you are single? Wow. But yeah, I, I think that it's a very complex problem. And a lot of times we think, oh, maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll try that. But I'm like, sis, like, how about you wait on God? I know it's the unpopular route. And I know it's not something that is very heavily publicized because nope. it's very unpopular. I have so many stories in my life that of people who waited on God and their love stories are so beautiful and they're still married 10, 20 years later. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the key. It's not about you finding someone to get married to and have a beautiful wedding ceremony. To. It's, a, it's someone for you to have a life with and have a good life with. Yes. And just going back to the fact about being an arranged marriage, in arranged marriages, they are actually more likely to last than marriage based off of love at first sight. Um, it's mm -hmm. scientifically proven. They last longer. They are less likely to divorce. And it's just because that we, if we're picking off of love at first sight, I forgot what quote it was, but basically the quote boiled down to this. 
To try to sustain a marriage off of a temporary feeling is a setup. How you feel when you first see that person is not how you're going to feel 10 years later. Doesn't mean that you don't still love them, but it's, that's not a sustainable feeling. And in order to have marriage last, it has to be built on things that are sustainable. And when you are put into an arranged marriage, even if we talk about the world's view of arranged marriage, right? It's usually for the family to have an empire, to keep the family business going, financial stability, all these things that help in the long run. But when we talk about spiritual arrangement. God knows what you need 10, 20 years from now. He knows the partner that you're going to need to help you when God calls you on this mission or that mission, or you have a child who struggles with this or struggles with that. And your husband needs to be equipped in order to pray and cover that household. Some people are struggling now because They've partnered with people, married people who well, now God is calling them to certain things and their husband doesn't support them. Mm -hmm. And it's not even that he doesn't want to support them. He does not know how to support them. Ooh, say that again. The husband doesn't know how to support you on this journey, sis. And we're getting angry because it's like, oh, why can't you do this? And why can't you do that? Because he wasn't supposed to be in that role in the first place. But because you were swiping right and swiping left and picking who you wanted to pick in that temporary feeling, it is not sustainable. And I'll just leave it there. Man, boy toys. I'm just saying this is some heavy stuff, Christy. Yeah, but on the other hand, I'm glad that we talked about it because it needs to be talked about. A lot of times they tell you either just stay away from boys and boys are evil. Or it's all about like have sex and sleep around. There's no middle ground where we talk about healthy relationships and what God wants from us. And God wants to give us a healthy relationship where you thrive and where you don't just survive, but you thrive. Mm -hmm. But it's very difficult when we do things based off of our feelings, because our, like you said, our feelings are not good indicators of what will last. No, but God not. knows. Exactly. And some people haven't just been on dating apps. They attract these people just off of their social media alone. Ooh. And their social media is what's attracting temporary people because of what you're posting. You're attracting these boy toys because of the content on your Instagram feed. And listen, this topic, some of y'all going to get mad at me. And that's okay. I'm here to be big sis today. And sometimes you don't like big sis when she comes in and tells you about yourself. But I'm going to tell you about yourself. You got your boobs out. You got your butt out. You are only posting angled pictures in the mirror, selfies of your body, and strategically posing in a way to get those double taps. And then you wonder why you're only attracting men who want you for your body and not for your mind. It's, it just, it, it's simple to me, but yet we get so hurt. And it's like, oh, my God, he doesn't want to settle down. He doesn't want to be in a long-term relationship. Girl, your Instagram feed does not say long-term. It says very short-term. I think that you get into this whole discussion of being a high-value person. I don't think it's about being high-value. It's about being valued. Do you value yourself enough Boom. That, you, that you treat yourself with respect so that others treat you back with respect? And I think that's something that I learned because this whole sliding into DMs business is a mess. Look, I understand when people slide into DMs. That's mm -hmm. your business. 
But how many godly relationships have you have you started with this whole sliding into the M's business when you're portraying yourself in a way that is th is this what you would say this is a God's daughter? If God was standing right next to you as a father in the flesh, would you be proud of yourself with what you're posting when Ooh. he sees your Instagram feed? And listen, I'm glad you asked this question, Chrissy, because I know of a mighty woman of God whose husband slid into her DMs and mm. that's how they met. But what you asked Chrissy is so important. When he messaged her, did he know how to come? He had to come correct because he knew who this woman is when you get to her page. She reps the Lord. You see all of her accolades, all of the things she does for God on a daily basis, who she's serving, who she's not serving and what she stands for. So when he messages her, he knows that she is valued. He knows that she knows her worth as God's daughter. Therefore, he's not going to just come in talking about, hey, sexy. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But when we are presenting ourselves, listen, it's simple. You are what you are, what you attract. Is that the quote? Like mm -hmm. you. Yeah. You are what you attract. If this is what's coming into your DMs, it's not because they're crazy. It's because they feel comfortable enough to do that. And yeah. it's simple. I agree, but here's the deal. I think the bigger question is, why or do you feel that it's necessary that you need to pose in a certain way so that you get attention? That, again, is, it begs a bigger question. Why do you feel the need to do that? Because you could attract them with your godliness because God said to clothe ourselves with humility, dignity, and all these different attitudes that are all internal. There's nothing about being external in the Bible. They're all internal. And why do you feel like you need to do that? And I know I'm going to get a lot of criticism because of that, because I've had these conversations behind the scenes anyway. Yeah, and it's okay, but I feel like it's my liberty to celebrate my body. And I'm, sis, I'm not hating on you. You have a beautiful body. It's all great. But think about it. A <laughs> diamond, you oh, don't... Yeah. A diamond, you don't see them, every, everyone advertising their diamonds, like the beers and all these Tiffany's, they don't post their diamonds like that. It's, it's for the rare people who have the entryway to go to that, that shop. Yep. And they have exclusive access to that shop and they have to be very high value people to be able to value and to have access to that diamond. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying, are you serving Mickey D's or are you serving the beers? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Christy, listen, you're talking so good. You said so many things that I, I want to expound on. Let me just preface it with this. So a part of my testimony that I did not share in episode one um, when we talked about the backstory of why we're even here. When I was modeling, Instagram was my money maker, okay? I had about 20,000 followers and I was modeling topless in my underwear, bikini, Calvin Klein, you name it. I was mm -hmm. doing it. And 
And of course, I, if you ask me, it was tasteful and I'm not ashamed of it in a sense where I'm like, oh, I, I was out here selling myself short. No, I knew that I looked beautiful and I was proud of it. So I understand the mindset of these women who are saying, oh, no, it's my body and I'm celebrating my body. I'm celebrating body positivity. And trust me, girl, I get it. I've been there. But when you decide to become adopted into the royal family of Christ, when you listen, Kate Upton, what? how, what's her name? She is not out here walking. Kate Middleton. Mm -hmm. She is not mm -hmm. out here walking in just anything. She has to make sure she's wearing X, Y, and Z because of who she represents. Kamala Harris is not walking out here wearing anything. Why? Because she has to be mindful of who she represents. These women who are in powerful positions, who are attached to royalty or attached to power, they know how they have to come. Yet us, as God's daughters, the ultimate ruler, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, we sell him short and say, oh, I can have my boobs and my butt out because I'm celebrating myself. And God's, whoa, that's my body. That's not your body. That's my body. I am the one who created that. That is my temple that I'm residing in. The Holy Spirit is living in you. And girl, I could go on and on. But one thing, the last thing I'll say before I hand it back over to you is when you talked about internal versus external. What, why women are showing up on social media worried about the external is because the double taps are tangible. I'm not going to get double taps if what I'm worried about is internal. You're going to swipe right by me because Instagram is meant to entice. And unfortunately, unless you are showing some skin, you're not going to reap tangibly unless God makes a way, which I thank God for the Save Girl community because technically we're not supposed to be at the numbers we're at repping Christ. Even when I think about certain pastors and leaders on Instagram who have a, a good following, technically you're not even supposed to have that because the algorithm doesn't support you. But it's God connecting people to you so that you can be a light in a dark place. But man, there's a lot of darkness there and it's fueled by wanting those Instagram likes, reshares, followers, subscribers, because it all it equates to money and fame, which is really driving a lot of that. Right. that take a deep yeah, breath. <laughs> I, I had to take a deep breath because I'm like, oh man. I think it's so disappointing sometimes to watch how the things of the Lord are not supported, but then the things that actually matter are set, swept to the side and then the, the things of the world are, are raised on high. But that also shows who's in control of the world, which is the prince of the air, which is Satan. Mm -hmm. However, here's still, there's a scripture in Romans 12 that said that do not conform yourself to the world, but be transformed. And I think we as Christians can get caught up in things of the world, which are like, oh, I'm just posting this, or I'm just posting that, or it's okay. I I'm just doing this for, to rep the Lord. Because I have literally seen some posts where I, I had to rethink my strategy because I saw people who were posing, but then threw a Bible verse on the bottom and being like, I'm repping the Lord. And I'm like, what are we doing? 
And girl, I, like I said, I'm not hating on you because been there, made mistakes. But I have Instagram now for other purposes. And that's why I'm trying to encourage people to go to a, a higher place because when I was out there just posting for the sake of posting and just posting to show off like where I was traveling to, what I was doing and or who I was hanging out with, like what outfits I was wearing. I was just trying to get attention and approval from the world. And like they say, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die by their rejection. Cool. So you so you have to shape shift yourself the whole time to, towards the new trend instead of you standing firm on the word of God that never fails. Mm-mm-mm. Satan Satan will always keep moving the bar further and further and further for you. And then after a while, you'll be caught up and doing things that you didn't even intend to do. But then because of how you bought in the beginning, like it's just a little bit of this, it's just a little bit of that's how it starts. And then you end up buck naked on Instagram, asking yourself, how did I end up buck naked on Instagram? <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Not buck naked. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though. It's true. And then let's boil it right down to this. And then you expect a man to see the wife in you. How can he see the wife in you when he's distracted by you being buck naked? All that's that rising part. up in him is his flesh. Mm-hmm. Is the man mm-hmm. in him is the lust and the attraction, all the temporary feelings. He's like, forget her mind. I don't even care what she's talking about. I want to know what that body feels like in person. I want to see those curves in person. I want to touch her and all the things that create those lustful feelings. And we wonder why relationship, is it sustainable through these mediums? That part, um, what I wonder and what I ask myself a lot of times, I have a lot of good Christian brothers and just brothers in my life who are secular, but they'll keep it real raw with me. And I've showed them different Instagrams of different women. And I asked them, like, are you attracted? They're like, of course I'm attracted. Look at her. But then I'm like, would you marry her? And they're like, eh, about that. I'll date her for sure. I might entertain her for a while. But wife material, that's a no for me. Because if she's doing that right now, what? imagine what she'll do when I'm in a serious relationship with her. Yes, exactly. And I don't know if y'all know. But God made man to be very protective. There's actually, we're going to get into a little bit of science right here. But when you have intercourse with a man, chemically, there's a chemical that is released after sex in a man's brain that makes him want to protect you. God created Mm. men that way, which is amazing. I forget the name of the chemical, but it does exist. You can Google it. And this desire to protect also creates this need for security in a sense. And it's, I don't want what's mine to be exposed for the world to see. And that's why a little side conversation I was having, and this is a slightly off topic, but it, it definitely relates. I was on Instagram, of course, and there was this like group couples retreat date thing. These a couple, I guess you would call them celebrities. They were all on a trip on the beach or whatever. And the women all had on like thong bikinis. And I just was talking to my girlfriend and I was just like, how, how would you feel if we all go on a group trip with our men and we're all in thong bikinis? Like, how is that respecting someone else's marriage? And that's the other angle I want to bring to this. As a woman of God, and this is a worldwide platform, right? 
and you know that you can be on the explore page, you can be on um, different reposted pages, and you have men laying eyes on you, some of them married, and that's what you're attracting. How does that make you feel? Does that feel empowering? Because to me, it does. I think if it does feel empowering, then I, we need to ask, well, what's at the core of that? And I think it's mostly a heart issue. This whole thing, we've been talking about Instagram. We don't hate on Instagram because we all use Instagram. There's a lot of ministry having on Instagram. It's a beautiful platform if you want to use it for that. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, like, I think a lot of it has to do with deeper, deeper issues. That it's your heart. What's going on with your heart? You need to do a heart check and being like, why am I feeling that I need to be able to do these things without any repercussion? Why do I get so defensive when somebody else talks about this? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel immediately like it's hateration when somebody, you know, gives you feedback about what you're posting because they have a different idea about it than you might think it, it, it portrays. So I think that's what you need to start looking at is pick a side and pick a struggle. Ooh, that's so good. And what you're talking about, Chrissy, are all symptoms of a deeper issue. It's the same. And the same thing goes with even masturbation. Masturbation is a symptom of a deeper issue. Seeking these validations from men and boy toys is a symptom of a deeper issue. And I mentioned masturbation because I feel like a, the deeper issue is all the same. They're, mm-hmm. they're, it's all boiling down to a need for and a cry for attention and for security, for safety, and um, for control. And it breaks down into different, of course, subcategories. But that umbrella of the need for control, man, even when, when I really explored masturbation and a lot of the root causes for it, a lot of the women who struggle with masturbation say, oh, I just want to go to sleep or I can't sleep or I'm trying to control my urges or I'm trying to maintain my purity or it happened I was exposed to sex at a very young age, molestation, where there's lack of control. So all of these control issues, all of these needs and desires for stability and feeling like I have something secure fuels these behaviors and we have to surrender them to God. And if someone is struggling with any of these things, whether it's Instagram, masturbation, boy toys, dating apps and struggling with being a woman of God on these platforms and a woman for God and not looking like the world, I just encourage you to really surrender, really surrender to him. Because when you go before God and you are truly in his presence, no darkness can survive. He sheds light on every single corner, every crevice, every crack. He sheds light on it and he will allow you to see because he's going to illuminate in the darkness. He's going to allow you to see what needs to change and what holding you back and what is holding you hostage and what you're trying to gain control of and what he wants to free you from, man. Yeah. But I think we've covered a lot today and there's still a lot that we, we want to talk about. So join us in Unfiltered because that's where we're going to get into the nitty gritty of everything else that we didn't cover. But thank you so much for listening to, you know, our perspectives. I know it's very controversial and I know there's a lot of disagreement within the Christian community itself, within Christian sisters 
about what is acceptable and what is not. But what we need to realize is that God's word trumps our opinion. Ooh, and that's yes. it. That's it. Definitely join us in the unfilter because I got a lot more to say. <laughs> yeah. I do. So we'll see you there, sisters. But thank you again for tuning in and make sure you catch our next episode. And we're going to continue to have these hard conversations. So continue to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. See you soon. If you enjoyed what you heard today, make sure you stay connected. Follow Christy at her underscore promised land and Saj at Save Girl Brand on Instagram. If you want to hear more unfiltered conversations, head over to patreon.com slash Save Brand for devotionals, uncut footage, and more exclusive content. And remember, we got you. No woman left behind.